Thank you for listening to this recording of Family Bible Church's Sunday morning message. We pray that God will use this word to bless and encourage you. For the Lord spoke thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. He will be as a sanctuary, but a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel as a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble. They shall fall and be broken, be snared and taken. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples, and I will wait on the Lord who hides his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. And when they say to you, Seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter. Should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. They will pass through it hard-pressed and hungry, and it shall happen when they are hungry that they will be enraged and curse their king and their God, And look upward, then they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed, as when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated.
Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this passage. We, we don't understand every single word of it, but we do know that you are a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be pleasing in your sight and glorifying to the Lord Jesus. And we pray in his name. Amen. Stories told of a uh, woman, an elderly woman, who was coming back from church on a Sunday night. And she walks into her house, and there's an intruder there. And he's just about to grab all of her valuables and leave. And she shouts out, Acts 2.38. And he stands cold stone still. While he, and she calmly calls the police. And they come and handcuff him. Of course, X 2.38 is repent and be baptized. Well, the policeman comes, handcuffs the man, and uh, says, uh, Say, why did you stop and stand still when she uh, just yelled out scripture to you? And he said, Scripture? I thought she had an axe in 2.38s. <laughs> There's a point to that story, so stay tuned. You'll never forget that uh, reference to that for you. We're entering the Advent season, and uh, we will be teaching on Messianic passage uh, with the four names of Messiah. Each name is a dyad, which is given uh, an unmistakable description of Yahweh, the coming Messiah. So these names are characteristics of only one person that could just be described, and that is Yahweh, the God of Israel. The first name is Wonderful Counselor, and Wonderful is the one we're going to look at first. Wonderful is Pele. Pele is a miracle, a miraculous thing, astonishing, wonderful. It's actually derived from another word, Pala, which is great, difficult, wonderful, hard, hidden, things too high, etc., you get the message. They're basically used interchangeably uh, to mean a miraculous. We tend to use the word wonderful as in, gee, that's really great, or that's really nice. That's a wonderful, wonderful dress you have on. But it's really, uh, it, it means, the, the, six, the dictionary definition is, uh, is a, uh, something that is miraculous, wonderful, Something that brings awe or inspiring. It's more miraculous, not just nice. The first use of the Hebrew word uh, is in, it's a pala. It's in Genesis 18.14. Is anything too hard for Yahweh? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah will have a son. Now, Sarah was 90 years old, and way beyond the, time of, of uh, childbearing, and uh, she, he did indeed have a, she did indeed have a son, and the word uh, there is too hard, it's, it's, it's pala, it's, it's a miracle, it's too miraculous, it's too impossible, anything too impossible for Yahweh, nothing. In Exodus, uh, 3, 19 and 20, 
uh, Yahweh says, I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, not even by a mighty hand, so I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. All his wonders. The wonders of Yahweh reveal his holiness, separateness, and might. Yahweh tells uh, uh, Egypt uh, tells Moses that uh, that he will do wonders in Egypt, and he does indeed. Yahweh inflicted ten plagues on Egypt: blood, frogs, gnats, flies, pestilence, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and then the death of the firstborn. These were all miraculous things that uh, were were designed to show his superiority over the uh, gods of Egypt. He tells, whoops, he tells uh, the uh, Pharaoh that uh, indeed for this purpose I have raised you up that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared to all the earth. So the purpose of that, also purpose of that, was to show his name and to get it declared over the earth. After the uh, miraculous uh, departure from Egypt, uh, Moses says, Who is like you, O Yahweh, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Yahweh does wonders. He does miracles. Now, there's others that do miracles. Um, when uh, 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 Moses throwed, threw down his uh, rod, it turned into a snake. And so Pharaoh sent for his magicians, and they did something, something similar. But uh, when, uh, when they did that, Moses' rod devoured the uh, the rods of the uh, magicians. So he always does things greater. Jesus said that there would be a false Christ and false prophets will rise up in the future to show great signs and wonders to deceive, even if possible, the elect. And in Revelations 13, it says, Then I saw another beast coming up out of earth, and he had two horns like the lamb, and, the spoke, and it spoke like a dragon. He performs great signs so that he, he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs. So we have to be careful what signs and wonders we follow. Yahweh did many signs and plagues in, in, uh, in Egypt, and the purpose was to show that Yahweh alone is the true God and the pagan gods were nothing but dumb idols. After they came out of Egypt, Yahweh said, Behold, I make a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among whom you shall see, among you shall see the work of Yahweh, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. In other words, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. His wonders 
are displayed in redeeming his people. It says Psalm 77, You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples and have your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. And Isaiah 43, 1, But now thus says Yahweh, who created you, O Jacob, and who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Psalm 89. <laughs> ah. So, his wonders uh, are, uh, show, also show his faithfulness, despite the unfaithfulness of the children of Israel. The heavens will praise your wonders, O Yahweh, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints, for who in the heavens can be compared with Yahweh? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened to Yahweh? Creation itself is uh, a great testimony of his glory, and the astonishing wonders of the universe are ample evidence of his miraculous power. As creator and sustainer of the universe, there is ample reason to trust and follow him. And it's critical to remember to teach these things to our children about the miracles of God's, or they will turn again to idols as the children of Israel did. Psalm 78 says, They did not keep the covenant of God. They refused to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. Marvelous things he did in the sight of their fathers. In the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan, he divided the sea and it caused them to pass through, and he made the waters stand up like a heap. His wonders also reveal his power over man's wisdom. Isaiah 29, 14, Therefore, behold, I will again do a marvelous work among this people, a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hidden. Man's wisdom will be demolished by God's power. Paul confirms this in 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The ultimate wonder that Yahweh performed is what Isaiah prophesies in 25.8. He will swallow up death forever, and Adonai Yahweh will wipe away tears from all faces, the rebuke of his people he will take away from all, from all the earth, for Yahweh has spoken. Apostle Paul confirms this in 1 Corinthians 15. So when this corruptible is put on incorruptible, Corruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. So, we, Jesus and uh, Jesus Yahweh will destroy death. Isaiah moved to break out into, into uh, worship at this point. Oh, Yahweh, you are my God. I will exalt you, I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. He is a wonderful 
counselor. Yahweh is the only one who can do miracles. He is the faithful and true counselor. This child who was given, this son who was born, will do miracles and perform the impossible. The wonderful counselor could only be Yahweh himself. Which brings us to a second term, counselor. The Hebrew word for counselor is yuitz, means to advise, counsel, also translated consult, counselor, devise, plan, purpose. And derived from that is eitzah, derived, derived from yaitz, means counsel, advice, variously translated, counselor, designs, plan, purpose, scheme, and strategy. But purpose is uh, important. So Yahweh is a wonderful counselor. If we want good, perfect counsel, go to God's word. Psalm 16:8. I will bless Yahweh who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. Psalm 32:8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you or counsel you with my eye. Psalm 32.8. Isaiah's prophecy in um, chapter 40 asks a series of rhetorical questions ending with this one. Who has directed the spirit of the Yahweh? Or, or as his counselor has taught him, with whom did he take counsel? And who instructed him and taught him in the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Of course, the answer is no one, no one. He's a wonderful counselor. Yahweh's counsel is true wisdom, true wisdom. Psalm 1, 1 and 2, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, is in the law of Yahweh, and in his law he meditates day and night. Psalm 119.24, Your testimonies are my delight and my counselors. Psalm 16.7, oops, don't have 16.7 up there. Psalm 16.7 says, I will bless Yahweh who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me. Proverbs 19.20, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. God's word is the only source of true wisdom. Proverbs 13.10 says, by pride comes nothing but strife, but the well-advised, but with the will-advised is wisdom, or wisdom is with those who receive counsel. Proverbs 13.10. Another use of Yuitz is to purpose. And one of his purposes, Yahweh's purposes, is in judgment. He speaks against Syria, uh, Assyria here in Isaiah 14. Yahweh of Shabiot has sworn, saying, Surely, as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And I have purposed Yuitz. 
so it shall stand, and I will break the Assyrian in my land and on my mountains and tread him underfoot. Then his yoke shall be removed from him, from them, and his burden removed from their shoulders. This is the purpose that is purposed against the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations, for Yahweh Sabaoth has purposed, and who will annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? So his counsel and judgment is for the whole earth. The whole earth is to be judged. Isaiah 23.9 says, Yahweh Sabaoth has purposed to bring to dishonor the pride of all glory, to bring into contempt all the honorable of the earth. So he will bring, reject all uh, uh, pride and all uh, those that claim to be honorable on the earth. Psalm 107, those who sat in darkness and the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Counsel of the Most High. The sad story in uh, the son of uh, Solomon, King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived before Jesus. His son was Rehoboam. Is that how I pronounce it right? Rehoboam. And he, uh, he listened to the counsel of the elders, and he listened to the counsel of his friends. And he chose to accept the counsel of his friends, which was disastrous. It decided to, ended in a split of the kingdom and uh, ultimately his destruction. It says in Second Chronicles, very sad passage, he rejected the advice which the elders had given him and consulted the young men he had grown up with who stood before him. Yahweh nullifies the wisdom and counsel of the nations and Yahweh's plans stand forever. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against Yahweh. Yahweh brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of Yahweh stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. And Yahweh brings judgment on those who reject his counsel. Proverbs 1.24, Because I have called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one regarded, because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. God's counsel in the New Testament is a, is a translation of a Greek word, boule. Is that right? Boule, is that close enough? Which is usually translated the will of God. It is the will of God. It is God's will and purpose or counsel to deliver Jesus to the lawless men. Men of Israel, hear my words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose or counsel or will and foreknowledge of God, 
you have taken by lawless hands and crucified and put him to death. God's counsel, or boule, is an interesting, interesting word because it means, it can be translated advice, counsel, or will. But it's his will. It's, it's offered as advice or counsel because he doesn't want to force it down anybody's throat. But it is his will. And if it's not done, it, uh, there's a price to pay. It is his determined will, and he submits it as an option for us. He wants his people to accept his counsel and follow him by faith. However, his counsel is firm and settled for those who reject it. Just as those who rejected Yahweh in the Old Testament, there are those who reject his boule in the New Testament. Luke 7 tells a story about and when the, when the people heard him, even the tax collectors justified God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. That's sad. Even Job uh, repented when he uh, was exposed to God. He says, "Who you asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered that I did not understand things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Job repented when faced with Yahweh. God set forth in his word multiple miraculous events to attest to his deity, his unchanging nature, his unparalleled wisdom, his creation, his sovereignty over creation. There is also the miracle of the infinite word taking on mortal flesh to be our wonderful counselor and savior. Yahweh brought about a miraculous deliverance from Israel for, for Israel from Egypt. Jesus healed leprosy. He healed the sick and the lame. He opened the eyes of the blind. Finally, there was the raising of Lazarus from the grave. And ultimately, Yahweh conquered death by raising Jesus from the grave. But the greatest miracle of all is what he does in an individual life and what he accomplished in my life, turning me from a wicked, wicked man into a child of God redeeming and saving the lost and wicked souls. So in conclusion, Jesus is Yahweh, the wonderful counselor for us, and this, this is his wonderful counsel. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. John 3.36, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Jesus' counsel is this. Believe that he is Yahweh, the wonderful counselor. So you may ask, what must I do to be saved? Acts 2.38. You must repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And thanks be to God, we can all exclaim, whoop. 
all exclaim with, with Isaiah, O Yahweh, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. So in the end, who is Jesus to you? A miracle worker or Yahweh, the God of Israel in the Bible, in the flesh? And Jesus gives wonderful counsel. Are you taking advantage by spending time with him and in his word? Jesus has worked a wonder. If, has Jesus worked a wonder in your heart? If so, will you tell the church? And then will you tell others as you go about your, your life? Do you listen more to the counsel of Jesus or to the counsel of your friends? Is there a need to change the way you think and therefore change the way you act? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are the wonderful counselor. We thank you that you have given us your word so that we can, we can be counseled by you and that we can know you and we have a relationship with you so you can counsel us, lead us, guide us, direct us. Thank you that uh, we can come to you at any time, day or night. We can read your word at any time. You've given us multiple translations of your word and you have blessed us with the person of the Lord Jesus. We thank you for this time of the year when we can celebrate the birth of the Savior, and we uh, pray that uh, you would be honored and glorified in our lives as we go forth from here. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm.